Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Connect. I'm your host, Andy Hale. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode talking about how to stay connected. Today, I want to talk about creating opportunities. There are opportunities all around us. They are everywhere. They're right in front of you. You could reach out and grab them right now. But most often, we just don't see them. We don't realize something or someone is an opportunity. We just don't have the awareness. We're basically moving through life too fast. We don't slow down to take the time to take in everything around us. Let me give you some dramatic examples of opportunities that I created over the past several years in my own life. Okay, let's start. It began when I started my own law firm. And I had read some books, motivational books, inspirational books by a, an author I love. Her name is Karen Salmonson. Uh, some of these books, one was called Gut, one was called Ballsy, one was called Be Happy, Damn It. Great books that, like I said, I like little life lessons, great graphics and illustrations. Karen's brilliant, super creative. And I thought, I don't know why I thought this, okay? I thought maybe she can help me launch my law practice. I don't know why that thought crossed my mind. Because uh, the two aren't, it's not like Karen has anything to do with <laughs> launching law firms. So I reached out to her. Uh, I have no idea if she would even respond. But she did. And we connected. We made a personal connection. Karen is actually based in New York. But she came out to Chicago. We met in person. We made that personal connection that I talked about in the very first episode. She wound up creating an incredible website for me. Really, really top-notch. And she suggested that I start a Facebook page. I don't even think I used Facebook at the time. And I was like, well, I was kind of reluctant. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And then we created these uh, law firm wristbands that we're giving away on our Facebook page. And I got an email from a woman named Lisette Guillen. All right, so Karen Samuelson, she's opportunity number one. Opportunity number two is Lisette Guillen. She writes me an email. She wants a wristband. I could have just sent her the wristband. Uh, but I noticed on her email, she listed something called Case File Chicago and, and being a producer on this show. So I reached out to her. I'm like, hey, um, what's, what's this Case File Chicago show? And she's like, oh, it's this local TV show. It profiles two unsolved murders every week. You know, we have a tip line. We try to solve the crime. And I thought, oh, that, that sounds really cool. I learned more about it. I wound up becoming a sponsor on the show, basically an advertiser. My law firm would advertise on the show because I thought it was a really cool idea. I thought it was a great show trying to solve some of these unsolved murders in Chicago. Most were shootings. So then through that show and being uh, a sponsor... I wound up meeting the guy who produced the show named Sean Reck. He's going to be opportunity number three. He owned the show. He was based in Cleveland. He had a production company. And he had this case file show, not only in Chicago, but in Cleveland, Miami, and Los Angeles. So at some point, he said to me, he said, hey, Andy, you know, I'm going to be downsizing. Would you like to just purchase the rights and just to the Chicago show? And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, Okay. I wound up purchasing the show, and then I became the host. I owned the show. I hosted the show. I ran it for five years. We were nominated for an Emmy. I met, oh my God, so many families who had lost 
someone to gun violence. It was a truly life-changing experience. Just an incredible, incredible uh, journey. And then I learned, uh, around that time, I learned of this crazy case in Chicago involving two guys. One was named Anthony Porter. One was named Elstory Simon. Anthony Porter had been convicted of double murder, went to prison. But then another guy confessed to the crime years later named Elstory Simon, and Anthony Porter got released from prison. And Anthony Porter wound up suing a bunch of Chicago police officers. So I had friends defending that trial. I went and watched, and I was like, oh my God, like, this is crazy. It seems like the wrong guy's in prison. It seems like Elstory Simon's actually innocent. Why did he confess? So I told Sean Reck about this crazy story, and he said, you know what? Why don't we make a documentary movie about it? <laughs> okay, let's pause there. We had never made a documentary movie. We didn't know anything about how to make a documentary movie, but we just plowed ahead. We decided, let's do it. So we made a documentary movie called A Murder in the Park. The story was so compelling, we were able to land these top documentary film agents uh, in New York, an agency called Submarine. They sold the documentary to Netflix, Showtime. I mean, it was, it was in theaters. I mean, this is beyond our wildest dreams. Crazy. And the documentary led to the exoneration of Elstory Simon. It was a driving force in the Cook County State's Attorney's Office, really reviewing the case, rolling up the sleeves, investigating it, and they wound up exonerating Elstory Simon after like, you know, a, over a decade in prison. Uh, it was just incredible. So then, also through Sean Reck, after that, it led to other documentary projects. We did a documentary about Rick Wershey called uh, White Boy. You know, he was a 17-year-old kid that got a life sentence for a nonviolent drug offense. There was actually a, a theatrical movie about it called White Boy Rick, starring Matthew McConaughey. And we also did one about Stephen Avery called Convicted a Murder. Anyway, so then Al Story Simon gets out, and I become friends with him. And he says to me, hey, Andy, will you look into my best friend's case, Cleve Heidelberg? Because I think he's innocent, too. And I was like, hmm, I had never done this before. I had mostly defended Chicago police officers in civil rights cases. I had never represented somebody legally, you know, who I uh, was advocating like in a wrongful conviction case. But I said, you know what? If this guy's innocent and he shouldn't be in prison, then yeah, let me check it out. Well, long story short, I worked on the case for like three years. I worked, I worked, oh, I worked so hard on that case. It was quite a fight and battle. We wound up getting Cleve Heidelberg released from prison, exonerated after 47 years. When he walked out free, it was unbelievable. I could not even imagine being in a situation like that. I think at the time, it was the longest exoneration in U.S. history. So that was incredible. But now, before Cleve Heidelberg got released from prison, he was up for parole. When you're up for parole... If you express remorse for your crime and say, you know, I learned my lesson, I'm sorry, I've, I've you know, been in prison for X amount of years, you have a better chance of getting paroled and getting released from prison. Cleve Heidelberg would never do that because he said, look, I didn't commit the crime. I have no remorse. So Cleve Heidelberg was denied parole. This is like 2016. The next day in the Chicago Tribune, there's a front page story, not about Cleve Heidelberg being denied parole. But a, guy, but a guy named Chester Weger being denied parole. 
He had been convicted in 1960 of the Starve Rock murders. I never heard of Chester Weger. I never heard of the Starve Rock murders. I wasn't born in 1960. But everything Chester Weger said sounded just like everything Cleve Heidelberg had told me. Chester Weger never expressed remorse, said I didn't do the crime. He'd been in prison for, you know, over 50 years at this point. So something inside of me, I just thought, you know what, I got I to gotta, I gotta reach out to this guy. I got to learn more. I wrote Chester Weger a letter. I went down and visited him in prison, and I agreed to represent him to look into his case. And this is like 2017. I've been working on it since then. I'm now very, very, very close to proving Chester Weger's innocence. I never would imagine that I'd have been on that journey. And then let me take it one step further. I read a book by a woman named Cynthia Johnson. Uh, it was called Platform, The Art and Science of Personal Branding. And it really resonated with me. I was like, you know, I've done a lot of these cool projects and media projects, but I, I just, I need to figure out how to kind of leverage them, you know? So I reached out to her. Again, I mean, I didn't even think she'd respond. But lo and behold, not only did she respond, I wound up working with her and her company called Bell & Ivy uh, on a personal branding campaign. And they were the ones that basically allowed me to do a podcast. I would have never been able to do a podcast on my own. They gave me all the tools, assets, and support to do that. And then I have this true crime podcast, and now I've got this Connect podcast. That would have never come about if not me connecting with Cynthia Johnson and her Bell and Ivy team. And so it was just incredible when I think about Karen Salmonson leading me to Lisette Gian, who led me to Sean Reck, that led me to make the documentary, that led me to Elstory Simon, who led me to Cleve Heidelberg, who led me to Chester Weger. I find Cynthia Johnson. I mean, I created all of that. I created all of those magical opportunities. All of that, all of that would have passed me by if I wouldn't have simply created all those opportunities. I would never, 10 years ago, if you told me that I would be representing people wrongfully convicted, exonerating people that have been in prison for 47 years, uh, making documentary movies, hosting an Emmy-nominated TV show, doing podcasts, I would have said, you're out of your mind. I mean, but all that came about because of the personal connections I made and the opportunities that I created. Uh, let me stress, we all have these opportunities all around us right now. Uh, they're out there. You just need to recognize them. Maybe somebody reaches out to you on Facebook, you know, an old college friend. And you know what? Instead of just reading that and, you know, call the person, email the person, reach out, talk to that person. Maybe you start talking to that person and, and you say, yeah, you know, I just got laid off from my job. And maybe this person says, wow, really? Because I'm looking to hire somebody. I mean, I've seen weird stuff like that happen over and over and over. Uh, and if you think about it, all opportunities arise from people and personal connections. I mean, you got that job because you had a great interview with a particular group of people. You know, you heard about some opportunity from other another person. These opportunities arise from personal connections. So you would be amazed at the opportunities that you can create for yourself if you can just pause, look around you, and notice, just slow down. Notice the people that are in your orbit. Notice the emails that you got sent. Notice somebody who may have called you. 
notice a Facebook post or something you see on social media. Be aware of these things. Even something like, like this book, Platform, that I read by Cynthia Johnson. Maybe it's a book you read. Maybe it's a TV show you watched. It could be anything. But it's the possibility for an opportunity. And I would just cannot stress enough, everybody's got these opportunities all around them right now. They are out there. You just have to recognize them and then follow up on them and take advantage of them. And you want, you know what? You'd be amazed at what comes your way. You will be amazed at what comes your way. So please do it. And if you've got some success stories, if something happens, reach out to me. I'd love to hear about it. You can email me, andy at hailmonaco.com, A-N-D-Y at H-A-L-E-M-O-N-I-C-O.com. I would love to hear any personal stories anybody wants to share. And let me also say this. Last week, I talked about postcards, how much I love this postcard idea. I'm creating Connect postcards, Connect podcast postcards. If anybody wants one, I will write you a personal message and I will send you one. I will put a stamp on it and I will mail it and I'll have somebody deliver it right to where you are. Just uh, email me, same address, Andy at hailmonico.com. Email me your name and your mailing address and I would love to send you a Connect postcard and start a personal connection with you. I'd love to do it. So that's episode three uh, on this Connect journey. I really enjoy talking to everybody. Next week, I'm going to be back talking about how everything in life is an opportunity. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. This podcast was produced by Phineas Ellis and Studio Friends. Promotion and designed by Bell and Ivy. I'm your host, Andy Hale. I look forward to seeing you back here next week.